0: Hello everyone, welcome to Perfect Telling Podcast. I am your host, Sydney Chandler-Ronae, and today I have a special, special, special guest with me, Miss Ava Breeze, everyone. Welcome to the show, Ava. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. You guys, Ava Breeze is a recording artist, model, and actress who can be seen in an upcoming series called The So you released your single, Girls of Summer, and that also included your New York Fashion Week video, like your music video was recorded through Young Love, which is also one of your singles, and you had to perform at New York Fashion Week as well?
1: Yeah, so last year's New York Fashion Week was very interesting because literally everything I did was a part of my music video, and we did that on purpose, Mm -hmm. so it was like a tribute to that week of my life as well as a tribute to my song that was coming out because I really wanted it to be special. So the boy that was featured in Young Love, um, he's originally from California. So it's very hard for us to like figure out a time to shoot together because I'm from East Coast. He's from West Coast. So during Lyric Fashion Week, the entire trip, we would find times to shoot and we'd just be like, "Okay, it's a different day. It's a different part of our love story for the music video. And it was absolutely incredible. We got to go. To so many cool places and so and made it just look so dreamy and out of a fairy tale so as well as doing New York Fashion Week craziness <laughs> I also was filming a music video so I had my camera crew follow me everywhere I went so it was a very interesting experience.
0: Wow and again we can get more into that later I think that is interesting how you were able to coordinate uh with your co-actor like th- for your music video which I watch actually and yeah it was- it really had that really like dreamy effect. And I thought the song was beautiful, but we could definitely it. Thank you-, you. Of course. Uh, so you're inspired by Billie Eilish and Aurora. I myself. <laughs> i love me some Billie eilish but again we can get more into that later uh but you are also an advocate uh for children with special needs and so you established your campaign called ava's advocacy arm which i think is really powerful especially in a time like now where i feel like a lot of attention needs to go on to them uh, so i really appreciate how your campaign is focused on them and everything that that entails so
1: everything you do you <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much you're just Amazing! I love everything about your energy right now. <laughs> but yeah, I started Ava's Advocacy Army because I realized a lot of the words people use, like for example, the R word for one, mm-hmm. it's it's so normalized, and people don't realize how hurtful that word actually is to the special needs community. Yeah. So I realized it's more about miseducation than anything. So I started Ava's Advocacy Army to educate people to stop some of the bullying and some of the isolation that special needs children feel. Because when you see a special needs child, you're just like, oh, hi. And you don't think to play with them because you think, oh, they're fragile. Like you don't want to hurt them. So I teach people how to play with special needs children, how to make them feel like normal kids because we all want someone to play with. Exactly. And like you
0: said about, you know, using... Inappropriate language, like around them, like trying to describe who they are, and you know, just mm-hmm. to, like make jokes out of you know the real things that they experience. And you know, I've had actually quite a few uh, teenagers on with autism, and you know, we've also discussed how like that kind of language would be inappropriate to you know describe or talk about them, and you know, saying instead Absolutely. of being, like that disabled kid, it's a child with a disability. You know, just like trying mm-hmm. to. Kind of separate the way that kind of works. And like you said, it is very normalized in our society. And I often catch myself still having to get onto people and being like, I don't really think that's what you should say. You know, I don't think that joke Absolutely. Especially for a time that we live in right now. So again, I think it was advocacy arm is something that's really beautiful. And I'm glad that you're, you know, trying to showcase how do you know love and support these kids and you know because like you said I feel like a lot of people experience you know if they're in front of a child with a disability you're like okay I don't want to do anything that would throw anything off you know and like Mm -hmm. have like a fragile attitude towards them and while we're already on the topic you know what's inspired you to start Ava's Advocacy Arm?
1: So there was one particular incident which I do not want to get into because I'm no longer friends with this person but He was mad at me for, I don't even remember what, but then he said something terrible about my sister. It's one thing if you say something bad about me, okay, fine. If you get my special needs sister involved, by the way, that's another reason why I started Ava's Advocacy Army, because my sister has a rare disease called DHX30. I think maybe 30 people globally have this, so she can't walk, she can't talk, she needs help eating, so... All of those things that we take for granted, uh, she can too. But we love her. She's like our little angel. And I literally play with her all the time. And we have something called Moon Rock Time, where we all watch movies together as a family on, like, my mother's, like, big bed, like, up in their room. Mm-hmm. So that's one of my favorite things to do with her. But um, back to why I started Avis Advocacy Army. So after that conversation, I realized, wow, so many people... Don't understand the gravity of what they say. And there's been other incidents like that. And I wanted to do something about it because I experience firsthand every single day people like normalizing the R word or just doing the little things that jeopardizes the integrity the special needs community has. And so that's why I started Ava's Advoc- Advocacy Army as a way to educate other people. Exactly.
0: And you know, like, You are doing just that, advocating for, you know, children like your sister. I, myself, I have an older brother who has cerebral palsy. And, you know, I feel like he's one of my closest, like, friends, especially since he is my older brother. I confide in him all the time. And, you know, like, if I have, like, boy problems, I'm talking to him about it. Or, you know, if I just want to sit and hang out, sometimes we go out and get chicken wings or something and just hang out. And it's just, like, having that relationship, I think, really helps him mentally. And it shows, you know how they're really, sh- there, there can't be a disconnect if people really decide to put their best foot forward and make connections, you know, with children who probably do have special needs. Um, And again, so I'm really proud of you for making Ava's advocacy arm uh, for children like your sister and you just being a very big big advocate, excuse me, or excuse me, activist for everything that it is that you do. So snaps for that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Let's get into the whole reason why you were here. Your singing career, which I absolutely adore. I was jamming up to your music like right before we started and I was like, I'm so excited for this interview because I really think (laughs) it's beautiful and I want to get into, you know, the kind of the concepts and everything that you had. So let's go to the beginning. How did you start your kind of musical journey? When did you figure out that this is what you wanted to do and, you know, produce music?
1: So I started music towards the beginning of quarantine because I needed a creative outlet for my thoughts because I was going crazy cooped up in my house Mm -hmm. so I started music as really just I didn't think I'd go anywhere with it I just started writing down the lyrics I had in my head and then I was like I kind of like the tune of this let's see if I could like play with it and like maybe come out with a song Mm -hmm. so then I got in contact with producers and I was like okay I really like the process of this like making the lyrics coming up with the beat." And going back and forth and creating a song. So after I had my first song, it was like my little baby. (laughs) After I created my first song, I realized I can do this. Like, Mm -hmm. I love this so much. Let's see, like, how far I could take this. Mm -hmm. So I released my first song, which is Girls of Summer. And now I'm here. I think it's maybe 10 or 8 singles later. And I started music maybe one and a half years ago tops because I just celebrated my one-year anniversary of Girls of Summer like a few months ago Mm -hmm. (laughs) in July so yeah it hasn't been that long since I've started my music but I've been really focused on creating the lyrics of each song and having each song have meaning so that each person that listens can personally connect with the lyrics in a different way. Exactly. And I think that's something that a lot
0: of artists use as well, as just saying, how can I take things from my own experience, you know, putting it into a song? I think like, you know, a lot of writers and people in this industry have that same kind of process. Uh, but that kind of seg- segues into a good question as to, so you write and create your own music. you have someone else that helps you? Like, what is your drive to create the lyrics for your song?
1: So I I create all of the lyrics myself, and I pride myself that I write all of my own songs, I do have some amazing producers from across the country who have helped me make the backing tracks to my songs and help me produce them and finalize them and tweak them, all the little levels. (laughs) So some of my producers are Joshua Marsh. Now I'm working with one of my best friends, actually, um, Justice Rivera, Mm -hmm. and uh, one other producer, his name is Joey. And I am so thankful to these gentlemen for helping me along this journey. It really is just incredible how an idea in the back of my head can go from the back of my head to an actual produced and finalized song that's on Spotify and Apple music and like wherever you find your music and it It's crazy to me because if you told if you told me three years ago I would almost have an album released mm-hmm. and I'm performing music. I would say. I don't believe you exactly and here I am like actually doing this mm-hmm. yeah I love that and you know like
0: again props to your producers and you know like I have a cousin as well who is a musical engineer so I've been able to see kind of the workings of that as well the whole you know theme song for my podcast was produced by my cousin. <laughs> hey AJ if you're listening Um, <laughs> but you know I think there's a lot of like Collateral beauty behind that, and just like seeing how the workings of everything comes together. And, you know, also being an artist myself, like as a classical ballet dancer, I've been able to see how that all ties together. And, you know, I was asked to be a part of this music video that was promoting you know women empowerment and it was this beautiful song and they were like we we want you to choreograph to this it was me and another dancer her name's audrey and we had we came up with the choreography to like this beautiful piece of music and you know it was the audio the you know the physical you know us dancing and then the visual about the cameras and everything and when it all came together it was probably one of those like Oh my gosh. And you know, I didn't curate the project myself. I was invited to do it, but it, it felt, you know, the same way to me. Like, this is like my baby. This is my, <laughs> this is my choreography being in the video. So it was kind of one of those like shocking moments that I think you can both share. But yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Art is such a powerful form, no matter how you find it. Exactly. So uh, you just released, is, who are you your most recent release? who are you and cotton candy skies both came out back to back so cotton candy skies i think is my most recent release like by a week so very close together okay right so because
0: i wanted to get into uh, your song who are you and just like the concept behind the video a lot of the movement in there related to a lot to the video that i was just talking about that i was able to choreograph yeah I would love to be a part of something like that. So if you need a dancer for a music video, <laughs> yeah. you <a> girl. <laughs> um, but what was the concept uh, behind who are you? And then, uh, you know, I also am learning more about how you kind of want to have this like eclectic kind of feel and how you mm-hmm. are again, inspired by Billie Eilish and Aurora. How does that all tie into the concept behind your video?
1: So who are you? I, you. I wrote... And the concept was hard for me to find because I was sitting with the song, but I knew something was missing. Mm -hmm. And then I had the idea, who are we? So I went on a musical journey again throughout the week of Fashion Week. It was right after I released Young Love because it was right after Valentine's Day. And I went on like this crazy musical journey where I looked at so many different genres of music and songs. So as I was kind of weaving my way through, I came across this question, who are we? And I was just like, I like that. Let me Mm -hmm. take that and let me make it into something of my own. Mm -hmm. So who are you is the fundamental question we're afraid to ask ourselves. Who are we? And I have found that as people, we subconsciously merge ourselves into the people we're trying to impress or the people we're surrounded by. Mm -hmm. So then you're left with the question, which one of these versions that I've created is actually who I am as a person? So I created Who Are You as kind of the musical journey that I went through, except in one song. <laughs> mm-hmm. Asking ourselves, who are we? Like, which version of that is who we are in our cores?" So I hope people find the answer while listening. <laughs> oh no! I,
0: I think that is totally powerful. And, you know, you really ask an important question as to, you know, who are these people that we try to impress or, you know, the people that we're trying to live up to and you know, meet the expectations of who are these versions of ourselves that we represent most. Uh, but it also sparks the question in my mind to ask you,
1: who are you, Ava? <laughs> that is a question I feel like we'll never figure out in our lifetime. Because I feel like we're constantly changing as people and we're constantly evolving and growing into our next form. So I feel like who are you is kind of just... A question we ask is to figure out what kind of person we want to be, but I feel like no one can ever truly know who they are. It's more of—I don't even know how to explain it. (laughs) It's—it's such a complex question, which is why I ask it, because it has so many layers to it, and it's so fundamental. Because a lot of people spend their entire lives trying to figure out who are we, like why are we here, why are we put here. There's so many questions that are surrounded by this one question that I asked. So it's really interesting to see how far people can take it.
0: Exactly. And again, like you said, like that question can be like stretched and, you know, composed into so many different factors. And, you know, I agree with you. I feel like growth and changing within the personality and our own kind of bodies is always happening. You know, the person I was, I would say before August of last year was completely different from who I was who I am today, and so I think you know that growth in that you know continuing to evolve into you know the more mature versions of ourselves. I think there's something that is totally beautiful. And one more piece before we move on to our break. Uh, it's so funny that we're talking about, you know, who we are, you know, like the purpose of living and everything, because in my theology class, I you know, it sounds kind of fancy. It's, it's a very nice class that I take at school, but um, we had a journal prompt and it was basically asking me, you know, why does it, like, what is the matter like of my life? Like, why, why, does, like, why does my life matter? And it was basically, it was a very broad question that we had to, you know, write a page and a half about, and I was really dissecting, like, this this question kind of makes me uncomfortable, because it's kind of like, mm-hmm. well, where am I 17 years, you know, into my life, you know, who how am I different from how I was 15 and 16 years old to who I am now, and why does that matter? And so I, I was able to really dissect that question and, you know, leave it all on paper, so praying for good grain um, but I think that again like one of those questions is like really powerful and something that I think will always go on in everyone's life
1: absolutely the way you worded that is so beautiful <laughs>
0: I try <laughs> but thank you so much Ava for joining me thus far of my Perfect Time podcast episode and we'll be right back after this break Hey, this is Sydney charlin and I'm so excited to share with you my international podcast, Perfect Timing, that'll be broadcasted
1: on Mondays at 2
0: p.m. through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and so much more. We will have outstanding guests that'll talk about their passions, goals, and dreams. Make sure you tune in and have a seat at the table, where we will create a voice for us every Monday at 2 p.m. This is Sydney Collins of Perfect Timing. back everyone again i'm here with miss ava breeze and we're just talking about her experience you know with Ava's advocacy arm and why she started that and the inspiration behind it and the concept behind her music video to her single, Who Are You? And we're going to dissect that a little bit more into this half. So welcome back. (laughs) So uh, as you were first coming into this music industry, and like you said, it hasn't been too long since you started, but I feel like there's a couple things that you have learned and experienced. And I want to know, do you have any advice for the people that are trying to get into this industry or are interested? What advice would you give to them?
1: My first thing that I'd want to, like, tell other people is don't be afraid to break boundaries in the music industry. Like, there's no select sound that we need to use. Like, everyone thinks, oh, if I start out, like, I need to do pop or I need to fit into this genre. I'm trying to break out of genres. (laughs) Like, I'm trying to be my own entity of sound. So... As a music artist, we're artists. We don't have to confine to any norm in music. Don't be afraid to have a song that you're like, what genre does this fit? Because it could be rock, but it could also be alternative or it could be indie. So I want people asking those questions like, where does this fall? Because I love it and it's me. But where does this confine into? Like I'm trying to break the box of, who people think I'm supposed to be so I feel like music is just a great way of showing who you are as a person like don't be afraid in music to get personal to get deep and make it beautiful Mm -hmm.
0: Exactly. I think that is something that you know a lot of artists in and outside the music industry can you know take into account and again like relating to me as a dancer it's like what boundaries can I break? Since I was kind of placed in a foundational, like, classical ballet, you know, like, stand up straight, you know, shoulders down, like, that very structured kind of dance form, it was, it's very hard for us, you know, to break out into something like hip-hop, or sometimes, yeah, into- it's like, we are doing the exact opposite of what we learned in, you know, a typical ballet class. So it's kind of like, these are the opportunities that we have to break those boundaries. And again, I really appreciate how you're trying to advocate for that and just saying how we can make things different. You know, it doesn't have to be just pop, it doesn't have to be just R&D, which I am a big fan of, <laughs> but just, you know, being able to break boundaries, which I think is beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure like you said we were talking about how you're kind of still early on into your big career which, which I know is coming um but I'm how do you prioritize you know any of the busy days that you have and how do you make sure to keep in check with your mental health and trying to stay into a positive zone
1: so this week is a perfect example of multitasking because this week is something that is called the beautiful New York fashion week followed by LA fashion week so This month of September, it had my birthday in it. It has New York Fashion Week in it. It has all of these events in it. So it's hard to find a time to do them all. So I always try and compartmentalize. So from such and such an hour, I will be dedicated to school. I am fully homeschooled as of this year and as of middle of last year, which was an awkward transition, but now I'm used to it. Mm-hmm. So homeschool has definitely made my life way easier with balancing my career with music, along with all of the events I have to attend because of my career with acting and singing. And it's it, it's all about really making time for everything, like making sure this is my me time. This is my set hour of doing whatever I need to do, journaling, writing down my thoughts, getting myself ready for the next day this is my time for learning how to play guitar. So I feel like when everything is like logged into a set time for what I need as a human, Mm -hmm. it makes it a lot easier that when I have busy weeks like this, where it's harder to fit in school for six hours as a normal day. So some days I'd go on for longer. So Mm -hmm. it's all about adjusting each day to to meet the needs of other weeks and different crazy schedules, mm-hmm. right?
0: And again, like again, great example as to how to, you know, navigate and see like, okay, where do I see myself faltering? Where do I see myself like, okay, this is kind of where my body says stop. And uh, another good example that I can add on to yours is like last year, being my junior year of high school, because I do attend like a private uh, college preparatory school, so it is quite a rigorous school so just doing that and balancing it with everything I did with ballet and this podcast and things and other things that I do outside of school like I found myself in multiple instances just being like I just need the world to stop ringing. and so Mm -hmm. I think this year I'm making it one of my goals to be able to say no every once in a while and you know because when you I feel like when you listen to a lot of motivational speakers or you know if you're talking to someone that really inspires you they're like always say yes to these new opportunities and you know which i always love you know i'm saying it's any opportunity that i feel like would help enhance me as a person and you know with what i do with the podcast just who i want to be in the future it's just kind of like yes but to what extent and so if i feel like i want to show up for myself i want to if i want to you know be a daughter to my parents be a sibling to my other siblings you know be a good friend to others i feel like if i check on myself mentally it'll help prepare me to be better in situations like those. And again, I'm really proud of you for being able to manage all of that. And, you know, just saying like, okay, New York fashion week, LA fashion week, which also makes me want to ask a question. you Are you modeling in these events?
1: That is a great question. One that I wish I could answer. no. All I know is that I'm going to a lot of events and a lot of things um, are already on like the schedule that. I do not know of as of this date because there's just too much for me to keep track of at the moment because mm-hmm. <laughs> this week is very hectic. But I wish I could get back to you on that.
0: <laughs> you meet <mean> both, honestly. <laughs> I think that that'd be a really cool experience for both of us. So when we both get there, we can tag team.
1: <laughs> yes, Again, absolutely.
0: I'm able to, you know, navigate and get through like, you know, these processes. And I want to, I want a full in depth you know, review from both the New York Fashion Week and and LA Fashion Week for when you do complete both of those, so,
1: yeah. I have performed during New York Fashion Week and I have walked in both New York Fashion Week and Los Angeles Fashion Week, so even if I don't walk the runway or sing this one, I have done it in the past, so. Well, do share. Don't be modest. <laughs> so last New York Fashion Week, I got to sing my song on valentine's day it was the first official release of my song young love Mm. so it was very special to me and i will never forget it because it was like the debut of my song it was the first time people were listening to it and it's scary because when you're singing live something that hasn't come out yet you're just like are they gonna like it right like what are they gonna think Mm -hmm. so it it was interesting and it was a really enjoyable experience because my favorite part about making music well actually i love every part but one of my favorite parts is seeing people's faces like as they're listening to my songs because it really lets you know it's not about the clap at the end because people are going to do that just to be nice (laughs) it's about the faces people make like while they're listening and how deep they take into account like oh wow they put a lot of effort into this like I really like this song like that to me really makes all of the hours of hard work and determination in writing and producing and the months of tweaking levels worth it
0: exactly and you know like again again something that I can relate to just being a classical ballet dancer in rehearsals you know like that would go on for months and weeks just like making perfecting and just making sure that everything is visible to our audience. And it wasn't for, you know, the people in the front orchestra pit who paid a thousand dollars for those tickets. It would be for the little girl in the nosebleed seats all the way at the top, just doing it for them. And again, like getting those reactions. I have had a couple moments where, you know I get to look out and see how people reacted to you the way I, or the group I was with was moving. And like I said, it's a very different experience than, you know, just getting applause at the end. And, you know, just seeing how your art affects people which i think we can both share so
1: twins (laughs) (laughs) i love that i love how art forms even though so different yet so similar can just connect like that
0: it's beautiful honestly intermingling (laughs) (laughs) but i also am curious where do you see yourself in the future like what would you say you would see yourself in the next five years
1: In five years, I definitely see myself performing a lot more often and hopefully building my singing following so that I can perform concerts where people know the lyrics to my songs and can sing along with me. Like that's my overall goal is to just be able to connect with people who know who I am and love what I do because it's personal to them because they can connect through my songs and they're just like, wow, you've really helped me. Like, I want to be able to connect with people on that level. And I feel like that's what music is all about, is connecting with people and getting your audience to really listen to what you have to say and hopefully help them. Absolutely.
0: And again, like, I, I'm going to see you there. I will be in the front row. <laughs> Ava, Ava, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> but I also want to tap into our shared liking of Billie. What, what is your favorite song of hers?
1: I don't know. There's so many good Billy songs. I love Billy. She's insane. What's your favorite? My
0: favorite? Ooh. It's a tie between I Love You and what's the other one? Um,
1: when the Party's Over. Okay. Then- Those are good. Yeah. What really? Okay. This is not my favorite Billy song, but it's definitely up there um this is like what got me into loving Billie Eilish when she came out with Ocean Eyes that song I would sing constantly and I'm sure my parents are sick of me singing it but I would sing it constantly because I just thought it was so pretty like how she formed each of her words and the song I don't know it's very beautiful and delicate and that's what I like about it so much like she even though it's about love, like, she sings it, like, so delicate. I love- and I love that about it.
0: <laughs> no, yeah, I love that song. I was singing Ocean Eyes before I even know who Billy was. I was like, this song is so cool. I think it was, like, trying to go musically or something when I was in, like, fourth, grade, <laughs> fourth or fifth grade. And I was like, I love this song. And then, like, I found out, like, two years later that it was Billy, And I was like, who is this lovely goddess with white hair? Like, I, <laughs> I loved it.
1: <laughs> no, my favorite era was when she had green hair. Uh- Oh, I wish I could have <laughs> seen her in concert with her green
0: hair. I saw I saw her in concert when she had black hair. And it was the summer of 2019. So right before.
1: Okay. This is, her, so yeah. this is my biggest flex. Last year on Halloween, I got to see her as Sally singing Sally's song in The Nightmare Before Christmas. You're lying. <laughs> no.
0: No, I literally I, I watched that one live. Because I was like, oh, can't be there. But oh, so, what did you think? Did you like it? I
1: was obsessed. I was absolutely obsessed. She sounded like an angel. That's the only time I've ever seen Billy. So I guess we're tied for coolness because you got <laughs> to actually see a concert dedicated to her. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: but definitely go. Get, definitely go. They're they're beautiful. Please go. <laughs> you will be. You're either going to be screaming or you're going to be crying your, your your eyes out or both. Either one. <laughs> <laughs> But right before I let you go, I do want to know what is the impact
1: that you want to have on the world? I feel like as any human, you want to have a good impact on the world. I want people to connect with my music, no matter what feeling they feel, whether it's sadness, really let them soak in that feeling of sadness, whether it's anger because someone wronged them and I'm singing about it and they're just jamming out to it and letting out those emotions. No matter what people take out of my music, I want them to feel something and I want it to help them get to their next stage in life. So I feel like that's such a loaded question. Mm -hmm. And as long as people really take something out of what I'm doing and hopefully be positive overall, because you can't please everyone. Mm -hmm. There's always going to be people that have something negative to say about your music or... Oh, like, pick a genre, like, anything negative, I've gotten it, I've gotten all of the hate. So if people can just take what I'm doing and learn from it, or become a better person, or say, Oh, wow, I'm on the other end of this breakup song. I didn't realize that. If people can take anything from my music, and have it really resonate with them, I feel like I've done my job as an artist. Absolutely. I think
0: that's a lot of goals that a lot of artists have, you know, just seeing like as long as your music makes an impact. And it definitely is. I I think one of my favorites of yours is Young Love. I think so. Mm. So yeah, definitely put an impact on me. (laughs) Thank you. Of course. But there's one more thing that I like to do for fun before I let my guests go. It's called rapid fire questions. It's just like five fast facts. I know. Surprise. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Okay, your favorite ice cream flavor:
1: mint chocolate chip or cookies and cream.
0: Okay, fair. If you were a superhero, what superpower would you have?
1: Be like Supergirl because she is definitely badass. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say that on the podcast. (laughs) It's okay. We'll, We'll keep it for now.
0: Okay, one. Let's do two more. The amusement park or the beach.
1: Definitely the beach. I'm such a beach girl. I love the beach.
0: Oh, I love the beach.
1: I could live there. <laughs> okay, so one more.
0: Books or the movie? Books first, then the movie. <laughs> right, okay. Quick story. I saw, do you know the book Wonder?
1: Yes, I've okay, read it. So and I read, read that <laughs> before
0: I saw the movie. And... Honestly, I think I like the book better than the movie. I think so. There mm-hmm. There's a few details that they just left out, and I was like,
1: hmm. But yeah, absolutely. I've read the book and watched the movie, so I can relate to that. Um, watching the movie for the first time, I was looking for those scenes, and just did not find them, I was disappointed. I feel like the book always outdoes the movie because you oh, get yeah. so much more character development than what you see on screen. Yeah. So I definitely love seeing it play out like with my eyes and my ears instead of just interpreting everything from the book. So I feel like there's a place for both, but definitely read the book first before you watch the movie. That's just enough for sure. (laughs) (laughs) But thank you so much, Ava Breeze
0: for joining me (laughs) on my perfect timing podcast. Uh, Before you go, can you let my listeners know how they can reach and follow you?
1: Of course. If you want to follow my journey, definitely check out my Instagram, which is Ava Breeze underscore. So AVA b-r-e-e-z-e underscore and then you could also follow my tiktok which is avabreeze10 spell the same way as my instagram just instead of the underscore it's 10 or just look me up on youtube which is where you will find my music videos which you just look up my name and they should come up so
0: all right thank you so much ava again for joining me and thank you to my listeners for listening and this is perfect timing
1: Stay warm.